Welcome to Journey with Jen Miskov, a podcast about worship, surrender, and revival. I am so glad you're here, and I pray that you are truly blessed as we journey together deeper into the heart of God. Before we dive into this next session, I want to give you a little context of what exactly it is. I decided to take an audio version of a session I did in my e-course, Walking on Water e-course, that I filmed on the island of Maui in 2018 during quite an interesting transition in my own life. But um, during this session, it's quite unique because it was one session where I was in the studio and I literally the whole session did not take my eyes off of the camera. And it was this intense session of focus and the presence of God just permeated that room. I could just feel his presence so strong in that session. And a really cool testimony, uh, I have friends, uh, they lead a church in Switzerland. They, they got their whole leadership team together to do the e-course to prepare before I came to Switzerland in the fall of 2019 to do the first school of revival over there. And when they were um, watching the session together as a small group, the presence and fire of God fell and they were crying out to God in a very powerful way. So I just bless you guys as you listen to the session on focus. May you experience what we've experienced with a, a fresh measure of the love of God and the fire of God especially for such a time as this, as we focus on Jesus in the midst of everything um, that we're seeing in our nation, let us continue to pursue Jesus relentlessly and keep our hope in him. Before we dive into this next segment, I want to open up in prayer because I believe that as I'm sharing, God is going to crash in and release a fresh baptism of fire over you, that you're actually going to feel heat And that is a good thing. That is actually God uh, burning away things that are not of him and increasing his his fire, which is good, his burning, his passion over you. I believe that some of you, as you watch this next segment, will get born again. Again, you'll fall in, in love with your first love like never before, that some of you even will have face-to-face encounters as a result of this session. So we're just going to welcome the Holy Spirit from the start. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you are the spirit of fire. You're the spirit of love and of a sound mind of peace. And I welcome you right now over every single person watching. I pray that you would come and fill their car, fill the coffee shop, fill their house, wherever they are. Lord, I ask that you would crash in. Lord, as we shift our lives to focus on your face, God, I loose heaven with face-to-face encounters with you, with defining moments, with a fresh baptism of your love and of your fire like never before. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come and have your way. I just pray that this whole session would be one massive encounter with you. Yeah, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, that if you didn't even spare your own son, how could you not also give us all things? Thank you, Jesus, that for the joy set before you, you endured the cross and despised the shame because your eyes were focused on us. Your eyes were focused on me and on each person watching. That was your motivation to endure so much pain and suffering on the cross. So I thank you that we are the joy that was set before you. 
And now, Jesus, we ask that you would become the joy that is set before each one of us. That the eyes of Jesus would become our focus once again. So we turn our eyes upon you, Jesus. We look full into your wondrous face. And I thank you that the things of this world will fade away in the light of your glory and grace. Come and have your way. Come and have your way, Jesus. We give you permission to mold and shape and melt our hearts into one. Perfect union with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I give each one of you permission to be apprehended by the Lord. I just feel there's an extra weighty measure of God's presence that he wants to pour out in this session. This is one of the heartbeats of this whole series of Walking on Water. And we just came from Peter surrendering everything to let go of the boat so that he could be with his friend Jesus in the midst of a storm. And as he took the first steps and kept his eyes on Jesus, he did the impossible. He did the impossible. As his eyes remained fixed on Jesus in the midst of the storm, he did the impossible. His focus was on the face of Jesus. As our focus remains on the face of Jesus, no matter what storms, no matter what circumstances, no matter what trials, are warring around us, we are always safe, we are always okay, and we can actually do the impossible. And so this session is all about focus. And what we focus on grows. What we focus on determines who we will become. It consumes us. Have you ever noticed when you focused on a little problem, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger? But when we focus on Jesus in the midst of the problems, the problems seem to get smaller and smaller because we realize our focus is on God, who's the creator of the universe, Jesus, who paid a price for us. And things just seem trivial in comparison with the goodness of God, which is the truth about our lives. The word focus itself comes from the Latin term in the 1600s for fire. In post-classical times, some people even used the, the terms focus and fire interchangeably. It also means at one point in time, the point at which sunlight converges. If you think of a magnifying glass and it's channeling all the light particles into one focused ray of light, you can actually start a fire with a magnifying glass. And if focus in the natural can start a fire, can you imagine what focus in the supernatural can do? When we position our hearts and our lives and our minds and our eyes on Jesus with intense focus on His face, everything in our lives will, will come into alignment with Him. But also, when we get around a group of people that all have a common vision for more of God, to take hold of God, to not stop going after God until He meets us, can you imagine if in the natural you can start a fire with focus? 
what would happen in the supernatural? Could revival fires spring forth from family set aside just to go after God with everything inside of them? I believe the answer is yes. There's something powerful about focusing our hearts and our lives on the one thing. You know, Psalm 27, one of my life anthems is a psalm written by David, King David, when he had war going on all around him. He says, though an army besiege me, though war break out against me, one thing I ask and one thing I seek is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of God. One thing. In the midst of a war, in the midst of competing circumstances and obligations and priorities and expectations, and I mean, he was a king. His one thing was to behold the beauty of the Lord. And everything fades away when we keep our focus on him. Later on in the New Testament, you all know the story of Mary and Martha. Martha is running around crazy trying to make preparations to serve Jesus while Mary is more interested in being with Jesus and sitting at his feet. And I think that story is important for us because it's important for us to know when it's time to serve and when it's time to be. And I believe it's both and more. It's not just we do one and we don't do the other. Serving comes from a place of being with Jesus. But Jesus told Martha, there's one thing I wanted and Mary has chosen the greater thing. So many times the good competes for the best in our lives. And if we hang on to too many good things, we might not have room to go after the best. If we hang on to the silver, we might not have room to inherit and step into the gold. And so not that service is bad in any way, but being intimate with Jesus and fellowship, fellowshipping with Him and becoming one with Him in perfect union is more important than anything we could possibly ever do for Him. And I feel like even now, some of you, as I'm sharing from my heart, God is beginning to set some of you free from performance, from serving to get God's approval. He is so in love with you. The Father paid a price with, with the very blood of His Son because He's absolutely in love with us and adores us. His focus is on us, even right now. Heaven is, is peeking over the clouds. God is celebrating with His angels what the Lord is doing in your heart right now. You know, John Wesley's heart was strangely warmed when he had his defining moment. I feel like some of you, your heart right now is becoming strangely warmed in the presence of the Father. And so, God, we just ask that you continue to increase this passion for you, increase our awareness of the focus that you have on our lives. That whenever we set aside time to be with you, you give us your full attention. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's not just us trying to say no to a war of competing priorities to spend time with Jesus. It's like he's waiting because he wants to give us his full attention too. Because there's so many beautiful things he wants to whisper in our ear and speak to us and pour out in our hearts. And, and I'm reminded of a revival in 1906, the Azusa Street Revival. You've heard me talk about this before, but it was a revival that was just marked by the fire of God. And uh, Frank Bartleman, who recorded and was a historian for that revival, he, he shared 
how the ministers didn't stop at 9 p.m. like they do just to make things short and keep things in order, but they let God move beyond that. He said they, they wanted God in those days. They did not have a thousand other things before Him. And I wonder what does it look like in our day if we don't have a thousand other things before the Lord, but He is our number one. But in reality, you know, 100 years after Azusa Street, we have more than a thousand things competing for our attention. Back 100 years ago, they did not have as much coming against them, vying for their attention as we have today. I mean, you can't even drive in a car and look out the window and not see ads and things trying to pull your attention. You can't look at your phone, you know, with, with so many things vying for your attention. And I wonder what a generation will look like who says no to a million other things because their yes is so big for Jesus. Like we're sacrificing more than they did 100 years ago at Azusa Street, which birthed one of the biggest revivals that we're still experiencing the fruit of. Global Pentecostalism was greatly influenced by what God did in this little house on Bonnie Brace Street with when a family of people got together just to seek for more of God and the fire of God fell in a beautiful and powerful way. When they said no to a thousand other things to say yes to God in community, what would that look like today if we gather with some friends in a house and we have a meal, we hang out together, or maybe we're fasting and praying, and we go after God at all costs. And we, we say no to the million other things that are pursuing our hearts and attention and vying for our thoughts, and we say yes to Jesus in family. I cannot even imagine what a generation is gonna look like in our day when our yes is so big that the million other things have no power don't have any attention in our lives. So I want to bless each one of you with a fresh focus on the face of Jesus like never before, with an increased measure of the weighty kabod glory of God in your lives, that His presence would so overshadow you and increase to such a level that your hearts melt before Him and get molded and shaped into whatever it is that He desires. I pray that face-to-face -face encounters would happen this week in the night seasons. I pray that some of you would be apprehended, that some of you wouldn't even be able to sleep tonight or this week because God's presence is so powerful upon you. And all you can do is cry out for more. I pray for an impartation of hunger like never before, to see Him face to face, to not stop until you've taken hold of Him. And for your activation, I want to encourage you to spend time in silence this week. Psalm 4610 talks about be still and know that He is God. I've noticed in my own life, whenever I have an opportunity to speak and cultivate an environment of silence and waiting on God, I feel an increased measure of the fire of God released. Sometimes I'll go to a church, I've done this in the Bay Area, in San Francisco and other places, and I'll just wait on the Lord for 10, 15, sometimes a half an hour, and I won't even say a word, I'll just cultivate an environment of being still and focusing my attention and our attention on God. And sometimes it makes people feel really uncomfortable because the silence exposes so many things. Like what do we go to when we're just, we want to distract ourselves? 
Because when everything is stripped away and we're silent before God, deep things in our heart actually come to the surface that God wants to deal with and heal and bless and minister to. I would be in meetings just waiting on the Lord in silence and people would begin to weep. I didn't say a word. We just waited on God. But because we made space to not be in a rush, to fix our attention and focus on God, He began to stir he began to minister his love. People felt the love of the Father like never before, just in that time of setting aside to be with him. So I want to encourage you this week to spend time in silence and also to fast. This is a new one that I wanted to in include in this e-course is I want to challenge each one of you to set aside a day. We do Mondays. I do Mondays in my personal life every week as a, as a rhythm uh, following into the footsteps of Jesus of fasting. If you want to focus your attention on Jesus, if you want to grow in your hunger, fasting is one of the gifts, uh, one of the spiritual disciplines that we have freely available to us that we can accelerate and increase our growth and our hunger for God. It's an easy way if you're really hungry for God and you want to grow in your hunger to begin to walk in uh, something that's simple that Jesus even did. So I want to challenge you from this day on as, we, as you continue to go through the e-course to set aside a day to just fast. And, you know, wherever you're at, there's no shame. There's no condemnation. If you don't make it a whole day and you ended up eating, don't condemn yourself, please. We're fasting because we're setting aside food so that we can grow in our spiritual hunger for more of God. So instead of eating, you know, breakfast or lunch, spend time in prayer. Spend time going after God. Spend time, you know, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and mark you in a new way. Um, the way I fast is I'll have a meal Sunday night, and then Monday I won't eat uh, a breakfast or lunch. And then Monday night I'll break my fast with family meal. So I'll gather my community together, and we'll all break our fast, and then we'll have a, a great family night together. And so it's, it's just a few meals, but I do that as a rhythm in my life, and it helps me to regain my focus on the Lord. And it's just, it's just something healthy to do. Sometimes God will call us to greater fasts. Maybe He'll call you to a 40-day fast. These little weekly fasts will help prepare you for whatever God is going to call you to step into. And so focus is increased when we are fasting. And I fast. Um, there's lots of different reasons you can fast. You can fast to get direction. You can fast you know, for other things. I think one of the primary encouragements I have for you and one of the primary reasons I fast is to grow in hunger for more of God and to know Him more. It's not to manipulate God. It's not to get something out of Him. It's not to torture myself. It's because I want to set myself aside as a consecrated, burning one for Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you to follow me as I follow Jesus and His example to make fasting a regular part, a regular rhythm of your life. You will see how much you grow. So many uh, defining moments and encounters of the revivalists I study, um, most of their revelations from the Lord or defining moments happen when they were on a fast. And that's encouraging to me because that means, wow, I can have more moments with Jesus 
as I fast and set myself aside. So I just want to bless you with a grace for fasting, a grace to steward silence in your life. And when the uncomfortable things rise to the surface, ask Holy Spirit what is really going on and dive into healing. Let the Lord minister to you. Stuff's going to come up because everything is stripped away. You're going to get agitated, uncomfortable. Little things are going to annoy you, but that's okay. That is the Lord bringing His refining fire over your life and setting you aside for more. So I bless each one of you with a focus on the face of Jesus like never before, with a fresh revelation of His love for you like never before, and with a grace and a hunger to live a consecrated life a burning life. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Jen Miskov, and I want to invite you to join me on the Walking on Water e-course. I believe that as you journey alongside of me, you will encounter God and His presence and His love like never before and be transformed with great courage to step in and fulfill your God-given destiny. Join me on this courageous journey deeper into the heart of God.